What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kinda Funny Games Daily for Thursday, December 17th, 2020. Happy Hanukkah, everybody. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the future class of video games. Blessing. Eddie Oye Junior. Greg, I got Junior. two things I want to address at the beginning okay. of this episode. All right. Number one, I got a tweet from somebody yesterday. I don't know their name, but I got the tweet notification. Uh, and they tweeted at me and they said, I can't wait for Blessing to not go on uh, rants about dildos anymore. Sure. And yeah, so, you, got, you guys kind of ruined the show yesterday with dildo talk, I heard. That's what I heard. And so Destroyed for that it, person specifically, it. I'm going to sneak one dildo reference into one of these news stories. I don't know where or when I'm going to do it, but I'm going to find a way to sneak one dildo reference into one now of Now the immediate stories. question would be, didn't you just sneak, sneak a dildo into the show right there? Like what? I, mean, I you know, quite a few uh, in in there just now, but sure. expect more. Expect I, you didn't, one more you didn't sneak any show. of those. You walked in. That's a great point. He just That's walked true. in and slammed Pop, it. Slammed full it. Of dildos. Both palms full of dildos. Blessing just Fuck, you slammed a dildo into this show. He put. Well, the now, now we're trying to remember. You know what? It was Michael Hyam yesterday tweeting about how what he saw or he had heard you say twenty-seven times dildo yeah. or whatever before ten thirty. <laughs> well, we had the we had the news story about the dildos and cyberpunk and how they're reducing the dildos or adjusting yeah. the 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 dildo density. Oh shit! You were right. And now I'm seeing more condoms. Oh yeah, dude. That's what I keep saying. And people, I keep, well, and I, I, I gotta stress this. People keep saying. I've been playing this game for 20 hours. I'm not seeing many dildos. And I want to stress because it said in the news story yesterday, from the time I played and reviewed the game and uh, from the time y'all got the game with the day one patch, they had adjusted the dildo density. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so you guys are playing a game with less dildos. Way less dildos. Way less. And dildos. that's still what a it? lot of dildos in the game that you're playing. Uh, Greg Miller. Were there a lot of condoms? Because I feel like as I've seen the dildos go, go down, Bro, I've you, seen more condoms. You've got to stop talking about the condoms. It's not going to hit the way the dildo conversation has. This is not a joke, Kevin. All right. Maybe if you could pull your head out of Fortnite's ass for oh one day and God, go play Cyberpunk, so you can contribute to this conversation. Greg, it's so warm in there. I know, right? In Epic. Fortnite? If, if, yeah, in Fortnite's ass. ass. Oh, okay. I get it now. You see, uh, was, yeah. I, I didn't see that many condoms when I played. Okay. It was mostly just, like, when it, came, when it came to the sex objects, it was mainly just dildos. Sure. And I would have been I would have been ecstatic to see more condoms and different types of sex related objects, but it was all dildos for me all the time. Did you? And this is no spoilers, so stick with me. In your mm-hmm. playthrough, obviously, you had to try to beat it in less than a week and just get through the end of it. Did you romance anybody, or did you not romance anybody? I didn't. I got close to romancing one person, but I okay. I, I, I figured I'd save it until I beat the game, until after sure. I beat the game, just because I was kind of in a hurry. Um, but there is there is one character who I am into who i am trying to i'm trying to go for it you know I'm trying to who go all the way okay I mean, this isn't Pan a spoiler am. right can you talk about it? you can talk about yeah, romantic like, characters in a game right yeah yeah Pan Pan am. Am. Is the one. yeah i romanced her two nights ago no big deal yeah <laughs> yeah it was good it was good all right it was good it was hot except for when they cut to my character and my hair didn't come in so i was just this weird lex luther looking motherfucker i'm like that's not what i look like and they do it in a very I, weird way i like Pan Am because she has boundaries like you do you, for me in the way I've been playing, right? There is this kind of back and forth of like, oh yeah, all right, are they like, will they, won't they? Mm-hmm. You know, is this the the time? No, I had that moment where you make I made a play for her and she didn't reject me, but she was kind of like not now, like, and I was like, now. oh shit, I'm like, well, do you mean not now? And I was like doing stuff you do as like a kid, right? Of like, do you mean not now? Like it's a bad time or not now? Like you're not interested in me that way, and so I had to start yeah. playing it from that way. But let me tell you, I played it all right. All right, Whoa. let's just say I played it all right. So, I so. What? So I was gonna say that was number the number one thing was the dildos. Number two, oh, yeah, thing, two things. Yeah, I got two things I want to bring up. The second thing, uh, I've been kind of slacking. So me and my cousins have a holiday gift exchange that we're doing. Sure. Uh, and I've been kind of slacking on it. Now I have two days to figure out what I'm gonna get one of my cousins. The thing is, the gift has to be under twenty five twenty five dollars. I don't think he'll like it. <laughs> I don't think he'll be he'd be into that. Uh, or they'd be into that because I'm supposed to keep it a secret. And he could be watching. He's not watching, but just in case. Uh, well, now you can chat. just misdirect him where you're like, you know, oh, I would never get him a dildo. Then he opens it up a dildo. Then he's like, whoa, the thing I always wanted. Uh, so, chat, I'm going to need, need your help. You know, throw in ideas for something that's under $25 that I can get a cousin. You know, any help okay. would be appreciated. Under $25, uh, you know, I think he likes video games. We played video games a lot when we were kids. I don't know if he still plays video games, but I imagine he still does. Uh, but not as hardcore as me. Uh, he likes sports. Now, hope I like, I, hold on. I saw one. But it, it, there it is. Price. 
That's right, not Prince. Price412 says, uh, kind of funny merch. And I can tell you, Blessing, if you go to kindoffunny.com slash store, we have all manner of things under $25 as I look here. Uh, I mean, uh, $24.95 is the new, uh, you know, kind, uh, kind of funny hiking, urban hiking club shirt. You could get that. That's that's under it, right? See, I don't uh, think he's a kind of funny fan. Well, you, but nobody is till you make them. Uh, yeah, you can get him a beanie. I mean, it's not like it's like screaming kind of funny. You could get him a beanie. He would like that. That's only uh, that's nineteen ninety nine. That's on sale right now. You know what I mean? That's a great deal. I want deal. something more creative. I want something that's like not more weird, creative than the company, the, the company you work at. Are you really gonna make yes. him pay for our own merch to give his cousin? I'm just saying, I there's a lot of great stuffing gifts, stalkers, right? white elephant gifts at kindoffunny.com/store. Go there, get them whatever they want. You know what I mean? Or I, get them so, a dildo. I have a wish list. And the, the sucky thing is this person, and if he's watching, he's not watching, but if he's watching, he'd know it was him. Uh, this person, name, didn't, right? this person didn't make a wish list. And sure. that's like, that's what I would have based it off of. I made my wish list. And right now I'm like looking at my wish list, right? Uh, and this is based off the recommended thing from the site that we signed up on. Uh, you know, I requested a grilled cheese sandwich toaster, which is surprisingly Great, sure. for $25. And what the fuck? Thing. Grilled cheese is like the easiest thing to make with a frying pan. Why do you need a sandwich toaster for this? speed up the process I, I like grilled cheese a lot i've making grilled cheese a lot during quarantine and if is this i get like a, a panini press toaster, or is it a toaster like you put it in in, in no, vertical it's just a toaster. yeah you put you put it in but there's like a like a um yeah thank I you guess. kevin I, I was gonna say can you bring this up for me kevin kevin's yes, on it let's it's, see what it's i got the, here it's the yellow one isn't the cheese gonna leak all i'm and I, i'm working at a pixelated yeah. thing yeah isn't the cheese gonna leak all over the bottom of it yeah this is dumb maybe, maybe or is it american it's like it's american cheese so it's like it doesn't really leak that's that true. way it's just it's just plastic being melted into a thing yeah and i'm not talking shit about it i, I, love, I love a good sh- grilled cheese with craft singles i'm not talking shit i'm just saying oh man blessing yeah this that's seems, one of the things I wish, I wish this seems like a better option right here i'm just saying yeah that but that's like gonna be way more than 25 dollars no well first like, off don't you want this yeah mm-hmm. but i'm not gonna make my my cousins spend way more than the money that's required that's gonna be way thing. more than 25 dollars kevin how much like, is how that? much is this it's 40 dollars it's all pixelated. I can't see. Yeah, it. they're not going to buy me something that's forty dollars. Uh, this one's thirty-two. Okay, now we're. That one looks like you could do more than with it because that's just a panini mm-hmm. press, right? Yeah. Or I guess does yeah. a panini press need the lines in it? I might, I might have to have the lines. So I um. Bless. So if I can get you one of these, it's going to look a little rusted. You want it? These giant ones. Wait, do you already like? Do you already own one that you're going to give to me? Kevin, for the yeah. record, you probably want to mute your comms. I can hear everything Paul's saying. Just, you just click it off there. I know you're doing a great job I'm here. Fine, I'm, I'm fine without it. I, the idea that the, the reason why I, I I've listed this grilled cheese sandwich toaster is more so for the fun of it. Like I'm not I'm not requesting this thing because it's going to change my life when it comes to grilled cheeses. I just like the idea of having something as quirky in my kitchen as a grilled cheese sandwich toaster because it looks it just looks ridiculous with the yellow and all that stuff. And so I wish listed that. I wish listed a wood grain aromatherapy essential oil diffuser. Sure. I don't know. I don't know exactly what that is, but I know it's under under twenty five dollars, and it seems useful. So I wish listed it. Uh, and then like there is some clothes stuff that I wish listed too. But again, chat, help me out. Under twenty five dollars, a gift that I can get for my cousin. Uh, he's around twenty three, twenty four years old, around that age. Any help appreciated? Hold on one second, too. I'm checking something. I think I know what I'm... I think I, this is another good gift recommendation. I think, but I need to double check it before I just shout it out. All right. Hold on. Another one you get them. It's $25 on the dot. Okay. But it, you can go to patreon.com slash games and sign him up for a gold membership. He would get all the silver membership perks of the Kind of Funny Patreon as well. Uh, he'd get the uh, Kind of Funny podcast ad free. He'd get exclusive access to the post show for the Kind of Funny podcast. He could watch the Kind of Funny podcast live. Uh, he could watch the Kind of Funny morning show. This is actually patreon.com slash kind of funny. But you know, it's there. You understand what I'm saying? That he could do all these different things. Well, I guess no, because that's the goal. That includes all that stuff. That includes I'm, uh, the silver members. He'd get all this for the other thing too. But Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny and Kind of Funny Games Gold memberships get you everything on the other Patreon too, and they're just twenty five dollars. It's a great stuffing soccer. See, I don't think he would make use of that, but I do appreciate the input. I appreciate. Just, I'm suggestion. just putting it out there. You never know because yeah. it's one of those things. He doesn't like games that much. Well, again, patreon.com slash kind of funny is in review and a whole bunch of other shows. We just talk and we go on like escape room sometime. There's a lot of things happening, hmm. but enough about yeah, that. Today, let's talk about Doug Bowser addressing the Nintendo switch pro rumors, uh, more cyberpunk news. Of course, you'll never be able to get away from it and game awards numbers because this is kind of funny games daily each and every weekday on a variety of platforms we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about if you like that be part of the show at patreon.com slash kind of funny games remember if you need a stuffing stalker it's right there you can go 
make an email address, I guess, for your friend <laughs> and go there and re- Kevin, you can't like gift a sub or something on Patreon, can't you? That's not a thing. No idea. Is it? No, I mean neither. But let's just say log in is them. Everybody leaves themselves logged in on, on Gmail. Go to patreon.com slash kind of funny. Huh? What about it? Why not? Help us out. Huh? Look at this thing. I'm falling what apart. Here. Help us out. Kevin, what are we thing? looking at right here? It's an oh, it's like a toolkit. It's a, an electric lighter for $15. Oh. oh. Why does it look like, a, why does it look like a, a stun baton? Oh, I see why it looks like a stun baton now. Thank you, Kevin. That's cool. I remember, okay, of course, places, Kevin. Keep doing on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You, uh, like I said, can write in, be part of the show, squad up, all that jazz. But you could also get the show ad free. You get it with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday. And of course, you could get exclusive access to all sorts of other shows, goodies, and exclusives. However, if you have no bucks tossed our way, it's no big deal. You can watch live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games as we record it, just like Raisin B Man is, Doc Subot is, Fox in the Box 97 is. Uh, if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, of course, we'd love it if you gave us a subscription there. Maybe use that Amazon Prime you have burning a hole in your pocket. But more importantly, you need to keep us honest. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday housekeeping for you remember the time is nigh you have 24 hours now nah, actually probably do help me out and do it by the end of the day uh, tomorrow we're recording ps i love you xoxo the first ever the inaugural ps i love you awards uh, you need to go to kind of funny.com slash ps awards you can vote there when i say vote i mean write in an essay about what you think the best games of the year are on playstation what the best trophy lists are what the most un- over no underrated playstation game was you can do that. Be part of the show. We're recording tomorrow, which will go live on Tuesday as our normal uh, PS I Love You XOXO time. Uh, the only, yeah, the last piece of kind of funny games content that'll go live in 2020. So I expect you to give it a million views or we'll cancel everything and never do another show. Uh, also remember that yesterday the games cast went up. It is an expanded Cyberpunk 2077 review. We brought in Paris Lily from Gamertag Radio. Of course, blessing Eddie Oye Jr. who reviewed it for us is back to talk a little bit more. Uh, Tim is in it. Is Tim into it? Tim's on the review. Is he into cyberpunk? I won't ruin it. You go watch it there. Imran's there. I'm there. And we talk for a long time about what we love and hate about cyberpunk 2077. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Blackjack. Today, we're brought to you by Upstart, HBO Max, and Brooklinen. But I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. for some news. We have four items on the Roper Report. Hey, Greg, before, before you go, Kevin, I need right, you to Kevin, send, me the, send, me the link, send me the link to what you were showing. Uh, the Whatever like that remote control <laughs> boat thing was, <laughs> please. It's $30. That would be a though. perfect. It's 32? Fuck. I'm no, like, no, no it's it. 30. Just, it's 30. Oh, it's 30. I mean, even better. Send it to me because I might go for that. <laughs> I mean, while we're here, do you want me to buy you the grilled cheese toaster for Christmas? No, because somebody might do that for me. Like oh, my, so my, whoever whoever is my that, secret Santa might do that. Kevin, what do you want for Christmas? I'm looking at a hot dog machine here. Just a little time with you. Not, oh, not, man, in real but... life, not in real life, but like playing video games. Oh, yeah, I like Aww. that. Some more Fortnite. I'm playing Fortnite yeah. with Post Sunday if you want to jump in on there with me. Uh, <laughs> but you can't I, curse. I, I, yes, that's <laughs> the thing. I say... I say a lot of words that I shouldn't. Be. <laughs> sure, he does. That's understandable. Uh, number one on the Roper Report. Are we really not getting a Switch Pro? This is Russ Frischtick. I always, I always rush through Russ's last name. He's Russ from Polygon. Frischtick, right? Uh, he's talking to the president of Nintendo of America, uh, Doug Bowser, in a lengthy interview you should go check out where they talk a little bit about why Nintendo is obsessed with March 31st. But then they also get to this. Uh, Russ asks, obviously rumors of a Switch Pro have basically been floating around for years at this point. You know for a while it was alongside the Switch Lite, and then that didn't end up happening. These days, hardware strength is all the rage. Nintendo has never been one to push hardware, but obviously at this point, a 720p handheld screen is getting a little bit creakier. Uh, How does that match with Nintendo's long-held strategy of updating the hardware after, let's say, three or four years? Doug says. Yeah, a couple of thoughts here. There were a few questions in there. Let me just break it down. First, we're always looking at technology. And, as you know, technology is constantly evolving and changing. And we're always looking at what comes to we're always looking at what is coming to determine how can it enhance and improve the gameplay experience. And 
whether it's on our current platform or whether it's on a future platform. We're always looking at that. However, we also see right now, and we just talked about it, that the momentum of the Nintendo Switch and Nintendo Switch Lite in the fourth, fourth year is strong. And we believe we're changing the trajectory of a typical, another typical console life cycle. And we will continue for the foreseeable future to really lean into both of those platforms and the content that comes with it. Because it's the symbiotic relationship that makes the real difference. And it's why Nintendo Switch is so differentiated. First, the hardware form factor obviously is something that you have a gaming system that you can play at home as a console and you can take on the go and play in handheld mode virtually anywhere is unique and remains unique within the industry. But then the way we build games onto the platform and the way partners build games onto the platform is really what matters and the experience that you have when you play. So that's what we'll continue to lean into as we as we go into really uh, what will be the fifth year of the Nintendo Switch. And as Mr. Uh, Furukawa, president of Nintendo, uh, mentioned in his corporate management policy briefing, we believe we're just getting to the midpoint of this life cycle of the platform. So, as usual, Doug spins his wheels to say a million things and not answer the fucking question, but Russ right back at it. So I guess that goes back to my question, which is to say, because of this, the Switch and the Switch Lite, does that buy you time with the hardware that, if it wasn't doing it so well, you would need to refresh it sooner? Doug says, it allows us to manage the life cycle differently, I would say. I think that's the easiest way to put it. Right now, with the momentum we have, our focus will be on the existing form factors. Blessing, Adioye Jr. Do you buy this line of bullshit for a second? I don't buy that we're not going to get a Switch Pro. I do buy this in the sense that I could see it not coming in spring. I So I would, one, I want to make this uh, required reading for people. Oh. Uh, Russ's interview with Doug Bowser, uh, the whole thing is on Polygon. It is fantastic because they go into a number of different topics. They talk about the possibility of Game Pass being on Switch. They talk about Nintendo's 2020. They talk about COVID's impact on Nintendo. They talk about Animal Crossing and what's that? what that's meant for 2020. They get into a, a lot of different things that I think adds so much context to this whole conversation and sure. to Nintendo's strategy overall and what they're doing right now. One of the things that they talk about, right, is COVID and how that has shifted certain games and not shifted certain games and has caused them to reassess certain things and be like, okay, you know, what do we have to delay internally to make things work how, how do we have to recontextualize things in terms of dates in order to make them coincide with what we have coming from third parties and how do we make all that stuff still work right and like they talk about their uh, uh they talk about software that they refer to as evergreen which for nintendo i think is a fascinating thing because for nintendo evergreen software means things like mario kart and yep. what will be Animal Crossing and Smash Brothers, right? And we think when we think of Evergreen, I think traditionally we think of Destiny and Division and Apex Legends, Fortnite. Maybe not Division, but like uh, so that, you're, you're talking about ongoing games, which yeah, is I'm one thing. Ongoing yeah, ongoing games, right? We think of like games as service or games that have these continual updates, as opposed to games from Nintendo. When you look at Nintendo, you look at the Switch and you look at their um, uh, uh, attachment rate, like. Yeah, Mario Odyssey is going to be an evergreen game for them when you look at the attachment rate with that. Um, and so with that, I can see Nintendo and Doug Bowser and the whole company being in a place where they're like, all right, we're going to work on the Switch Pro and we're going to slowly figure out how this thing is going to look and what this thing is going to be like and what the plan for this thing is. But with where we're at in terms of how well our software is doing, how well Animal Crossing is doing, how well the, the top five top seven top 10 best-selling games on switch are doing we don't necessarily feel the need to put out a new skew right now because we don't want that to mess up a great thing that we have going like if we can delay a switch pro until later next year or even mm -hmm. the year after mm -hmm. why not and so i think from from what doug bowser is saying here again i don't i don't buy for a second that we're not going to get a switch pro soon ish but I think for what our predictions have been, you know, we've been expecting spring and I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't get in spring. That's what's interesting about the interview. And I agree. It's a great read. Everybody should go do it. But Russ lays out such great questions that give you context to this in the track like you're talking about it. One of them I thought that was really interesting was this idea, is Nintendo holding back games for a Switch Pro, right? And there's a long question here from Russ, but I'm going to jump over to what I think is pertinent from Doug, right? Doug says, Russ, the way to answer that is, as we look to the fourth year of the Nintendo Switch, we continue to see very, very strong momentum. 
we see the platform appealing to a wide range of customers. This year in particular, we've seen more women gamers come into Nintendo Switch platforms, women that had not owned a Nintendo Switch platform in the past, and they're engaging with our content in different ways. We've been able to introduce not only games like Animal Crossing New Horizons, but from our partners, games like Hades or Minecraft Dungeons or Ori and the Will of the Wisps. We have a number of different ways that players are coming in and engaging in content, and it's not all AAA. Uh, and so the reason I read that is, I think, to your point and what we were talking about, one of the questions uh, Russ wrestles with in this and gets to Doug is COVID and is the impact and is like, was it a weaker year? And what does that mean? And you guys didn't have as many first party stuff out as you probably would have liked to. Right. And I think Doug's response of, well, no, but we didn't need to, we had animal yeah. crossing. We had the stuff, we had the evergreen things you're talking about. Right. Like I'm trying to get to uh, one of the quotes he had in here about it. Yeah. Something unique about Nintendo is our content is released year round. Uh, but then we also look at the content coming from our third-party publishing partners, whether those be AAA houses or indie developers, and figure out how to slot those in. And then one thing we feel is unique about Nintendo is the strength of our evergreen catalog and the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild or Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and how do we fit those into our messages. So we have news and we have conversations that we can have year-round. Uh, and clearly that was heightened during the pandemic to really understand as things are shifting. We had to be flexible and we had to be nimble and move those around. And so, again, you then ask blessings. I think you are like the Switch Pro has to happen at some point. They have to refresh the hardware in some way to get more people to buy it, obviously. But as it continues to sell, as you continue to see the success of the evergreen content, as you continue to see, I think, what you would say is a weaker Nintendo first party year, even though it has Animal Crossing, even though it has Pikmin, even though it had a Paper Mario, like how much does that make them go, well, when do we need to release the Switch Pro? Is there if, yeah. if you are still selling the Nintendo Switch the way they are selling, right? It is dominating still to this day, as we we talked about MPD last week, right? Not dominating for dollars sold because obviously the PlayStation costs more, but still dominating in terms of units sold. Still the number one selling console that way in terms of units. Why rush this? Why get another one out there? Wait for that, you know, to start going down. Wait for the curve to drop off rather than go and flood the market with something else. Yeah, and I think I think that's the powerful thing in which Doug was talking about when he talked about how Nintendo basically looks at year round. They don't just look at fall. Like we yeah. talk, we do talk about this fall as a week as a weak fall for Nintendo because, admittedly, like Hyrule Warriors and Pick, the re-release of Pikmin Three, and uh, I'm sure I'm missing some games here and there. But you look at this fall Mario. and you compare it to to oh the Mario Collection. You you look at this fall and you compare it to last fall where you did have Astral Chain and Luigi's Mansion and uh pokemon right and like these big hitters that made that fall feel spectacular compared to this fall and that honestly for nintendo doesn't matter too much because animal crossing came out in the spring and they could put out something next spring right and like i wouldn't be surprised if they put out a switch pro in a like in a july because for nintendo what does that matter the fall i think doesn't mean as much to them as it might mean for the rest of the industry like the the original switch came out in what march and it is one of the best-selling consoles of, for, of Nintendo's history. Like that is that 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 is something that I think is unique and special about what Nintendo is what Nintendo does and how they can operate from a business side. Is yeah, we have that we have we have that maneuverability because we have something that is unique that people will show up for no matter what the time. Yeah. Um, and before it goes away, Fluffhead six eight six in the chat says Mario Golf, please one thousand fucking oh percent. Yeah, please give us a goddamn Mario Golf next year, please. Number two on the Roper Report. Let's talk about some cyberpunk ups and downs. We'll start with an up. Uh, there's right now a cyberpunk cross Death Stranding activation and Death Stranding on PC. I'm reading from the police or the police report, uh, the press release. And uh, uh, Kevin, if you scroll down, I highlighted it for you. I got a trailer in there. I'd like to throw up. Not like throw up, like I'm going to you know puke, but I can see for people. Anyways, uh, Hideo Kojima's critically acclaimed and genre-defining epic Death, Death Stranding is crossing over with 2020's biggest open-world RPG release, CD Projekt Red Cyberpunk 2077. Exclusive to the PC version from the publisher 505 Games, Death Stranding players can now access new missions featuring characters from the lore and key characters and lore from Cyberpunk 2077 in game version 1.05. 
Several unlockable aesthetics uh, and equipment items are also joining Sam Bridges' arsenal, including Cyberpunk 2077-themed reverse trike vehicle, Johnny Arm modeled after Johnny Silverhand's robotic arm that can be equipped and used in the game, new, hologa- uh, new holograms, and a trauma team floating vehicle hologram for certain constructions. Several fashion items, including Johnny Silverhand's sunglasses. The crossover also introduces a new hacking function that lets Sam Bridges target enemy machines and apply negative status effects. Players can now stop mule sensor poles from activating for a period of time, stun enemy odorex, and even short out. I played the game. I don't even know what the fuck that is. And even short out electronics and mule trucks to prevent them from moving. That's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I love I I love how much the uh, industry loves Kojima. Like when we were playing, uh, when we were streaming Cyberpunk a few days ago, like I think everybody knows about the Kojima Easter egg that's in the game. Uh, it's not and yeah, spoilers. Like, if not spoilers, I guess. We're about um, to talk about it. This is your chance yeah, to pause right. you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, me and Andy, when we were streaming, right? Like I guided him. Well, actually, I didn't really guide him because he pretty much found it by himself. Um, I don't know. Andy doesn't know how to play games. Seems like something new. That is true. He's very new to shooters. Uh, but yeah, we like met Kojima in the game. And it was this cool thing of, oh man, how awesome is Kojima? Like how awesome is it that we have this developer that we're able to celebrate and that, and that is so beloved that he can do these partnerships and do these uh, um, Easter eggs in other games. And in turn, he can have all these different Easter eggs and cool things and cool tidbits within his game. You know, whether it's Horizon Zero Dawn or Half-Life or now Cyberpunk, all that stuff fits into Death Stranding in a way that doesn't really break the game because the game itself is so weird and so nonsensical that, like, we don't really judge it when it happens. Yeah. Uh, well, but not to it's post-launch content, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but also, like, if it just feels like a cool... I, I love seeing crossover in this way where it's like, hey, there's this mutual respect between... CD Projekt and Cyberpunk and Kojima and Death Stranding and Metal Gear and all that stuff that we're able to shake hands in this way and, and let that stuff happen. It's one of those that I doubt I would ever use it. But there's a part of me that wishes this was also coming to PlayStation so that I feel like it's quirky enough that it might have me turn it back on and then get me reinvigorated and going for the Platinum on that. Because I love Death Stranding, but it was one of those games that I put down and I would sit and like, I should get back to that and I never did. And then it was, you know, moving over here to PlayStation 5, I haven't redownloaded and all this other stuff. But it's like, I feel like it'd be cool with the other crossovers they've done too. That if you were, I, I turned on Death Stranding, you know, next spring or whatever, and there's all this different content I had never seen before and all these yeah. different little Easter eggs and cosmetics to go grab. Yeah. I like it as a, as a, as a living, breathing game uh, because it doesn't, it doesn't come off like that traditionally. Like you would, Death Stranding is very much a game that I could see being a one and done thing and the fact that they keep adding in post-launch post-launch content yeah i think it's pretty fun uh i also cannot wait for whatever the next kojima thing is they did the they did the tease earlier this week of hey tune in to at hideo kojima or i think it was at um kojima productions on twitter we're gonna announce a thing to celebrate i think it was like fifth year fifth year year of kojima Productions. productions uh and like people were anticipating like a game announcement or whatever and like i think i knew it wasn't gonna be a game announcement but part of me was like what if and that excitement alone had me like shoot man i'm i'm so ready for whatever the next kojima thing is yeah me too it'll be interesting to see and then watch the the breadcrumb trail for whatever that star-studded thing is gonna be oh yeah who do you think stars in it because now he's got he's got to keep going up right it's a good question who's hot right now tom hanks okay maybe not tom hanks oh that i mean travis scott would be a good poll you know that is, he is hot right now uh i was gonna say uh fuck who was i gonna say i had somebody then i lost it hmm you think your cousin yeah, would like a, ho- a drinking oh. horn oh no probably not did, did he like valhalla did he like assassin's creed valhalla yeah i don't think that'd be up his, you up know if he goes if he goes to kind of funny.com slash store he can get the kind of funny coffee cup for like 14 bucks oscar isaac oscar isaac's in metal gear you can't do that now He's been claimed. Wait, but I feel like that's both. perfect. Right? Daisy Ridley. Oh. Nah. Wait, wasn't there, he was always, there was always that rumor, 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 rumor he was trying to get <laughs> Emma Stone. Like, go get Emma Stone. What's he doing with Emma Stone? There was a rumor she was going to be in Death Stranding for a long time. That'd be fun. That'd be a fun get. 
Let's talk about a down for Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 launch issues reportedly cost the founders $1 billion in wealth. This is Steve Watts at GameSpot. The technical issues surrounding the launch of Cyberpunk 2077 have had an impact on CD Projekt Red's stock value, and that in turn is reportedly hitting its founders' net worth. Bloomberg reports that the company's founders have cut the value of their joint stake by $1 billion in only a matter of day days. Uh, the joint... 34% stake in the Polish companies co-owned by the three executives. Uh, these are the names I, we always butcher, but you hear all the time, so stick with me. Marcin Winski, Adam Kaczynski, and uh, Pitor uh, Niloskwitz. Uh, along with, uh, come on, that was pretty close. You smiled. I, I did really well <laughs> for two out of three. <laughs> I did two out of three really well, right? Ni- come on. Nilubowicz. Ni- what did I say? What did I say? You said like no boy. <laughs> you didn't even like you like left out like five consonants. <laughs> I'm bad. I'm sorry. I try. I was I was remember everybody when you're like, man, he's bad at saying it. I was hired to write. I was never that was how my career was gonna go. I stopped learning to pronunciate things in the third grade because I knew I'd write them all. Uh uh, along with the fourth owner, uh, Michael Kaczynski, uh, those four have become uh, the among the wealthiest polls in recent years as anticipation grew for cyberpunk. But as the stock has been dropping, so is their wealth. Their stake was reportedly worth about $3 billion on Tuesday. Oh, w- boo-hoo. <laughs> Perhaps more importantly, analysts say this launch has cost the studio significant credibility. Average, an- yeah, average analyst forecast for the 12-month sales dropped from 30 million copies before the release to 25.6 million copies now. I want to. I know you guys. Obviously, throughout the week, there's been we've talked at length about cyberpunk. One of the things that came up on one of the episodes you were hosting, Bless, was the investor call and the stuff that was coming out of that. One thing that I didn't see in the reports that got read on Games Daily, but I saw on Games Radar, was from Demi Williams when asked about the costs of patching the game on consoles. Uh, Michael, not. Nowakowski, a member of the Board of Publishing, said, quote, the cost of patching the game is irrelevant compared to what we have at stake at the moment. So there is no question about it. We definitely want to fix the game we made. Our promise to gamers. We, oh, I'm sorry. We definitely want to fix the game we made. No, we would definitely want to fix the game. We made our promise to gamers, and we will be doing everything to stick to it, end quote. This leads me to Julian's question, who wrote into patreon.com slash games. Can we no longer trust CD Projekt Red Blessing? I've, I'm so tired about of talking uh, about Cyberpunk 2077. And you know, the news should stop coming and people should stop writing in about it. I mean, I don't... What does what do we mean by the word trust, right? Like, are we... Ta- I, I feel like you sh- we shouldn't really trust any big AAA developer when it comes to this this stuff. Like we shouldn't, shouldn't blindly we, trust. Shouldn't we trust? Yeah, bl- we shouldn't blindly trust any developer. Period. I don't care what size. Yeah, and like I I, I think this kind of comes back to how much do we pay attention to like launch lead up? Like I, like yes, as far as when Witcher Four comes out or the next CD Projekt Red game comes comes out, right? Like I understand having less trust in CD Projekt Red because they they uh, uh, totally fucked up the launch of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Like I do, I totally get the idea of you know not having that blind faith in them anymore. I don't think you should give any developer blind faith. Uh, but yeah, I don't like I I don't like I don't know. Like I I I feel like paying attention to what a launch rollout looks like and paying attention to marketing and paying attention to what what people are saying, I think would go a long way in terms of us managing our expectations and us being able to be cautious because I think by the time by the time we get to the week before launch and embargo goes up and reviews come out and we see no console reviews and we see people talking about that, I think we should we should start putting the pieces together of all right, this thing might not look as good as we're expecting it. Um, and again, like that's not entirely that's not entirely on us because again, like judging from Witcher Three, you wouldn't expect Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven to be as bad of a launch as it is because Witcher Three's launch was so much better. Like that was an immaculate launch of a game. Um, but yeah, I don't like for the for what the question is. Like I don't. I mean, I don't know. Here's a different question this, in the same conversation where we're on the right now. Nick F from New York, screw this snow, says, "Do you think?" It's time we see a seismic shift in the way games are developed and or marketed. And he's talking about on the heels of all this cyberpunk stuff. And I think that is, in a way, not inevitable, but like no one will be able to get away with this again. Like it was that idea that when CD Projekt Red gave just PC codes and gave just a week, I brought it up in our review right and on ps i love you and everything else of this is really weird that we're not seeing consoles this is just on the pc version that's great i'm concerned about how it's going to run on consoles 
But I think there is that tenor to it of we got to see what they got. And it was this idea that these are the people who made The Witcher. These are the people who have done right by their consumers for so long. So you hope for the best and think that maybe, you know, the needle between is it going to be good or bad is more towards good. But now that it's been so atrocious, like there's no way an EA could do this and not be flogged in the streets for it. There's no way that Activision could do this and not be have so many think pieces written about it, let alone uh, the Twitter and, you know, social media, Facebook comment drama you'd see from that too. Of like, it's about like you're saying of everyone listening to people who have the access that are able to say, hey, this is weird that we don't get it. But what does that mean? I think it'll be interesting to see if this for... I don't want to say a generation because that's too broad a term, but if this does for people who got burned by cyberpunk, if it changes the way they think about pre-ordering a game where game gets announced, you're super stoked. You throw it on your money on pre-order, but the closer and closer we get the less and less you see of it. Do you then get that chilling effect and pull out? Right. This reminds me of the question uh, we had, I think on games daily, but yeah, it was on games daily Monday of like, you know, I think it was Ignacio who was asking, you know, this runs well on stadia, is this the stadia's chance to pull ahead it's like well no because we didn't know that ahead of time like people have already punched their ticket they already have their opinions made if you would have seen yeah. articles two weeks before that were it is garbage on playstation but it is great on stadia then maybe you would have seen a shift there but i don't see think you see that in the after effect and so now it is like do you pre-order a game when you don't know anything about what it looks like days out yeah i know i don't want to touch on two things because like going back to the question of can we no longer trust cd project red i feel like that's a i feel like it's a multifaceted question because i think that comes back to in which ways are we talking about because i don't think it's like game big huge rpgs are going to release with bugs and a lot of people are in chat were like mentioning right that witcher 3 launched with bugs right and like i comparing for me comparing that launch to cyberpunk 2077's launch i think is incomparable because when i when i talk about Witcher 3 launching well versus Cyberpunk 2077 launching well. I'm talking about Cyberpunk 2077 feeling deceitful in certain ways that I think you can get on CD Projekt Red for. Them not Witcher showing console footage. Teleported the teleported Roach on top of a house. Yeah, and that's like, you know, say what you will about that. Like, yeah, buggy. And yeah, like, they there are patches for Witcher 3 to fix how movement felt uh, in certain ways. And like, there, 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 are, there are ways in which Witcher 3 needed to be fixed and did get fixed. But Witcher 3 didn't willfully deceive like witcher 3 didn't come out and cd project red had to put out multiple apologies regarding it and talk about refunds and all that stuff like that's what i'm talking about when i'm comparing cyberpunk 2077's launch to witcher 3's launch uh and in those ways like yeah i i personally feel feel burned with the with the not getting console footage and in that in particular right and like in those ways yeah i do lose trust in cd project red uh but in ways in which a game comes like a big rpg comes out buggy like that becomes more a complicated conversation for me because like yeah it sucks that there that that there are bugs in there and it sucks that the game isn't isn't where it needs to be but how does that reflect on trust i think that's going to change from person to person whereas for me the bugs didn't the bugs for me didn't ruin my experience granted i'm playing on pc and i know for console people that probably does <laughs> uh but yeah it sucks that they're there and those are also things i expect to get fixed at a certain point Corey, aka Xander, says, "Hey, KFGD crew, longtime listener here. I've been meaning to become a Patreon or Patreon member for a while, uh, and felt like it was no better time than right now to join. Uh, thank you. Uh, when are we going to start holding game studios slash companies to a higher standard when it comes to quality of their A one? What I mean by that is, when are we going to start holding studios, specifically third party studios, accountable for their games to be fully playable from beginning to end without a slew of bugs to deal with along the way?" I'm not saying a game has to be perfect with absolutely no bugs, just playable without as many bugs. It's a loaded question, Corey, a.k.a. Xander, where I think we're talking right now about Cyberpunk, which on top of the bugs is also not the vision of the game, on top of which doesn't run on base consoles. On top, like The list goes on where so much is being lumped in and we're all playing fast and loose with what bugs mean, right? Like I, I feel like for so many people and... To some degree, I guess myself included, like I expected this to launch and not be Fallout. Where even, and I don't even Fallout 76, I'm not even taking a shot at Bethesda that way. I'm talking about the normal bugs you'd see in a Fallout game when you'd play a Fallout game, which, you know, for years we all wrote off as, well, it's this giant game with so many different quests and so many different things. And how can you ever plan for it all? And it extrapolates out, you know, you look at New Vegas and like, how would you ever know that if you did this, that, and the other, and you wore the hat and you went onto the strip, that would crash the game and destroy everything, right? Like, it's, it, we gave that much leeway to people. And I think over the years, not that 
we we've gotten better developers have gotten better i think that bugs is such a wide umbrella that you still get there and you're like oh man if you get a very specific bug that eats your save or deletes this thing or does whatever you're like oh my god this game's fucking broken because it is in that instance you're like god damn it blah 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 blah. when in reality it's still working for millions of other people and you're not running into that and that's that weird scales of justice kind of thing i you know you're talking uh xander about holding him to accountable and being fully playable beginning to end without a slew of bugs like I just don't know if that's possible because even when you talk about playtesting, you're talking about playtesting with a few dozen people, depending on your company, maybe a few hundred. Like this thing that we weighed into early access, beta access, alpha access. What does that all really mean? And that that varies company to company. You know how much we all love to talk about the betas that are, here's the beta two weeks before the game comes out. Well, that's not a beta. That's a demo. You're trying to get our pre-orders and I understand what you're up to, but that's not going to be used to fix anything, right? Like, Games are so complicated, and when you move into these online components of it, when you move in these things that are these moving things of it, I, I think it's not that they aren't held to a high standard. It's just that people still want to, as we talked about early, blindly support things and support developers, especially if the developer's done something you've done before and you love, right? It's this question and argument and internal struggle, I guess, of how much is your $60 worth? And are you, you're, you're taking a gamble every time you buy a game, even and think about it that way, even when it has stellar reviews, Red Dead Redemption is a masterpiece. Red Dead Redemption 2 is a masterpiece. And I, I'm using a personal example, obviously. Last of Us Part 2 is a, a, a masterpiece, different side of the coin for me. That said, you get that game and you play that game, there's no guarantee you'll like it. Now that's, of course, completely different than you buy a game and will it work? Is it going to actually work for you? I think that there's so much going on here that I think we do hold studios and developers to a high standard i i know that's even right now where the cyberpunk world is on fire or whatever like they're taking it on the chin they're getting knocked down the pegs they deserve they're losing the money they need to lose granted it would have been great to not give them the eight million pre-orders before any of this ever happened it would be great to be able to you know you have saved that and like if you're out there right now going through the struggles of trying to get a psn refund <laughs> going through the hoops of emailing uh, cd project right and doing it like there is a barometer and a barrier and there is a benchmark for what success is and what a game is acceptable. Am I wrong, Blessing? Am I just ranting for nothing? No, I think you're right. Like I and I think when it comes to big games like this, especially huge RPGs, the the uh the way we judge them you know uh, the, that 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 barrier for man this sucks because it has because it has bugs get gets lowered a bit because that does kind of come with the territory where we, i get fallout and i see a character like bug out for a second you know i'm not like what the fuck is this game i'm like okay no that's that's part of the territory when i want to get this big open world with all these different systems happening and it is kind of what you're saying of when when you have a qa team working on a game that's never going to translate to millions of people getting their hands on it and playing it in all these different ways. And inevitably that is going to break things. Inevitably bugs are going to show like every single game has bugs to varying degrees, obviously like yeah. Ghost of Tsushima has a different amount of bugs than Cyberpunk 2077 and they're both open world games, but Ghost of Tsushima is this action game that doesn't have as many systems and Cyberpunk is doing all these different things. And so we judge them based on different scales. Uh, that said, like, I think the, I think the question is now becoming for big RPGs like this, where do we draw the line? And I think that's I think that's a difficult question because it kind of changes from game to game. Yeah. For but that's the games we've become so accustomed to how those games run. You know, we've played Oblivion, we've played Fallout 3, we've played Skyrim, we played Fallout 4, we've played Fallout 76. And I think by the time we got to Fallout 76, there's a certain level of all right, we've gotten other games that don't have this level of bugs. Is it worth is it worth having this scope and having to deal with this shit or should we scope back and see if we can have this stuff, have this game come out more polished? I think that question is getting asked more and more. Uh, and for me personally, it, it is going to come down to like a personal taste standpoint. For me personally, the bugs I experienced in Cyberpunk 2077 weren't enough to entirely ruin my experience. Like there were points where I was like, all right, this is getting ridiculous, but I was never like, you know, terrible game because of the, because of the bugs i do understand anybody who does feel that you know because they're either because their bugs are worse than mine or just because they have less of a tolerance for that stuff because they they cherish a polished experience and i think and again, that's sorry, okay please I'll go please. for it go for it again like it's how fast and loose this conversation exists in terms of bugs 
right? And what is a bug? When I'm thinking of the bugs, right, I'm thinking of, yeah, when I do something and then the HUD stays up on my screen. Like yesterday, I was running around forever after I lo- I killed a whole bunch of people and I was moving on to the next part of the thing in Cyberpunk and I was looting bodies. And at some point, which I'd never seen before, which clearly is a bug, I looted a weapon, but then it stuck on screen, but it changed to bare fists. So it was as if I had I was looting rather than an assault rifle, this guy's hands, but then it just didn't go away. And it was just there forever, the set of hands in the, in the weapon box or whatever. And it's like, all right, that's a bug. And it was hilarious. And I'm telling you now and yada, yada, yada. But like, it didn't break the game for me. Now, pre-patch 1.04, when I was crashing every hour, like obviously a bug as well and super fucking annoying and outrageous. And to then dial it back to how... The PlayStation 4 version on a base PlayStation 4 runs at like whatever, 15 frames per second. Outrageous and not a bug, just really terrible optimization. That's inexcusable and shouldn't have been sold to you for $60. And that's, then you get into, you know, inexcusable stuff CD Projekt Red has done of hiding all this from you and lying to you about all these things. And like, there's so much to unpack here. But when we're just talking about the game breaking bugs or whatever, or the game bugs in general, the stuff I've run into is usually more like, oh, God, reload the checkpoint, reload the game, get back in. And again, now that we're blessed with these next-gen consoles, it's these instant loads. So it's not ruining the experience for me. Uh, you know what I mean? But it, it's for me, it's more the fact that I know so many people can't play the game or can't enjoy the game. Or the fact that even like looking at the PC footage, I'm like, oh, my God, that looks so much better than what I'm playing even on a PlayStation 5. Blessing. Greg, I want you to take a breath, all right? Kick your feet up. You get to relax for a second. It's time for me to tell you about our sponsors. Ladies and gentlemen, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, a great stocking stuffer. Uh, And of course, you can support us there, get on the show, and get the show ad-free. Speaking of ads, Greg Way, this show is brought to you by Upstart. There's a lot of economic chatter right now about the state of the market. Is it recovering? How long will it take? And have we seen the worst? But if you're struggling to pay off high-interest credit card debt, you can't wait for those answers. You need to take action. Now with Upstart, there's actually something you can do today to help fight off high-interest credit card debt. Upstart is the revolutionary online lending platform that knows you're more than just a credit score. Unlike other lenders, Upstart can reward you based on your job history in the form of a smarter rate. Upstart lets you skip going to the bank because it's completely online. They offer loans from $1,000 to $50,000 so you can consolidate your debt into one easy fixed rate payment. Upstart makes it fast and simple to check out your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate and proceed with your application. The best part? If the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 500,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt and get back to using your money your way with Upstart. See why Upstart has over 60, I'm sorry, 6,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your Upstart rate can be. Checking your rate takes only a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash kfgames. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all applicants will qualify for the full amount. Our next sponsor is HBO Max. In true 2020 fashion, the holidays are going to look a bit different this year. That's why we partnered with HBO Max to keep the spirit of togetherness alive with their library of films for the holiday season. Staying put with your quarantine crew for the holidays, HBO Max has bingeable series for you. At home with your overbearing family, HBO Max has a movie to get lost in. Doing the holidays solo, HBO Max has titles you'll want to discuss with friends and family virtually. No matter what mood you're in for the holiday season, HBO Max is something for you. HBO Max has so many classic holiday films now streaming like Holiday Affair and A Christmas Carol. Enjoy one of the biggest movies in theaters and on HBO Max on the exact same day. Sign up! For HBO Max to stream Wonder Woman 1984. Remember, Kevin? Remember the song? That's a Wonder Woman song. There it is. Thank you much. Of course, you can sign up and enjoy even more hits like Game of Thrones, Euphoria, and The Flight Attendant, which Jen and I are watching. We are enjoying quite a bit. The Flight Attendant, a recommendation from Greg Miller. She makes such bad decisions. Oh, my God. Personally. Wait, well, I make such bad decisions? No, no. The Flight Attendant. It's like every oh, yeah, choice yeah, she's no, making is like, stop the record, making choices. When I read it in the beginning, like the little description of it, it was like dark comedy. I was like, all right, cool. I don't have to take this seriously. So every time she makes the wrong choice and if the situation gets worse, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to laugh. I'm here for the ride. Uh, personally, I'm already watching all that stuff I already did. Nick's going to be rewatching Die Hard, uh, which you can find on HBO and HBO Max. 
Uh, if that wasn't enough, December 25th as the West Wing 28th adds his Dark Material Season 2 finale. Get cozy at home this holiday season by heading to hbomax.com slash now. That's hbomax.com slash now. Final sponsor, Brooklinen. Some mornings you wake up feeling ready to pull the covers back over your head and go back to sleep. No judgment, of course. But let's make having the most comfortable sheets the reason why. Do you love your sheets? Brooklyn has you covered. So Brooklyn was started by Rich and Vicky, who also tried to find beautiful home essentials that didn't cost an arm and a leg. And when they couldn't, they founded Brooklinen as the first direct-to-consumer bedding company. They work directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly uh, to you without the luxury markups. Uh, Brooklyn has a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials to fit your needs and tastes. Brooklinen has over 50,000 five-star reviews and counting and is so confident in their product that all their bedding comes with a lifetime warranty. And Brooklinen is so much more more than sheets they've got comforters pillows towels and even loungewear and more uh you can buy sheets bedding and pillows all at once and save even more of course you know i only sleep on my brooklyn and sheets and i now have brooklyn and towels they are all amazing and again great stocking stuffers blessing hint hint get a brooklyn thing over there for 25 dollars. you know what i mean that's Uh-oh. what i'm saying you know what i mean don't wait do something nice for yourself or blessings cousin go to brooklyn.com and use the promo code games to get 10 off your first order and free shipping that's b-r-o-o-k-l-i-n-e-n.com enter the promo code games for 10 off your first order and free shipping brooklyn.com promo code games at checkout number three on the roper report Mr. Eddie Oye Jr. Uh, the Game Awards killed it once again. The Game Awards, the video games industry year-end celebration today, announced its 2020 show set a new global record with more than 83 million live streams, up more than 84% from last year's 45.2 million live streams. The Game Awards delivered double and triple-digit increases across all major video, social, and engagement metrics, including more than 8.3 million pink peak concurrent viewers globally. With an all-digital, no-friction approach to global distribution, the Game Awards aired live across more than 40 streaming networks around the world. On Twitch, the show reached a peak concurrent audience of more than 2.63 million viewers, more than double last year, with a stunning 9,000 creators co-streaming the show. Up! 91% 91% from 4,700 co-streamers in 2019. On YouTube, the live viewership more than doubled, with the official live stream seeing an 84% increase year over year in peak concurrent viewers. Live hours combined climbed more than 129% across Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, gaming, and... Oh, this is all according to Stream Hatchet. I was like, I've never heard of uh, Stream Hatchet. Blessing, when mm. does it stop? Oh, man, when do you doesn't. think the Game Awards doesn't grow monumentally? Like this year, I think it's an interesting mm-hmm. one because, of course, COVID. We're all at home. We're all used to just watching stuff. What? 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 I mean, what, I mean like Game Awards. Game Awards is a lot like the dildos and cyberpunk. You know, the, it's impossible to avoid. You know what I mean? Uh, you see what I did there? I did, did it. I did you the got thing. it. There I, I came full circle. Thing, Kevin. Oh, you said man. he did, he did it again. Did it. That's not sneaking as much as kicking the door in with a machine gun. You know, I know, I know. I realized that this is one of the last stories, and so I had to like get it in there, and I could, I couldn't beat around the bush. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, ah, yeah. See, that was that one was a sneak in. You gotta admit, Kevin. You didn't say dildo, but you, dildo. you, you had it in your head. You saw the dildo yeah. in your head, Kevin. Don't lie, Kevin. Kevin, you saw the dildo in your head. Yeah, I sure did. I sure did. But yeah, no, this is impressive to see. Uh, you know, I think Jeff of course, has this thing down to a science, and I think he's figured it out in a way that's very impressive in order to sell to a, uh, or to provide it to a large audience and to grow that audience year after year. And so sure. that's really cool. Uh, the one thing I'll say is I wish the awards had more awards. You oh, know what I mean? Go. Like, I wish they spent the more YouTube time. YouTube commenter here. I wish they, sp- I mean, I do wish they spent more time Dude, like, come on, on the awards. It was because, four hours of great content. Like, why, why are you going mean, to come here and not pretend like you didn't have the best time? Don't, no, do I had, don't, I don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't sit in front of Greg Miller. It's really oh, awards. You called it's Greg Miller your hero, and now you're lying to him. It's literally called the Game Awards. I feel like I, I feel like for a lot of what. That so what is, does that mean? They, to you? you want more awards, or you just want more time for the awards? More time for the awards. Not don't literally add more awards to the show, but also don't skip through them. Like go through five awards in within the span of. A minute, and a, a minute and a half. When Sydney right? like, gets up there and just knocks out all the esports, yeah, things. and just knocks them out. And like I, I, you know, I understand why they do that because they are making more so an entertainment product, a thing to be watched and digested by an audience, and a thing yeah. to have fun and celebrate the industry and all this stuff. But I feel like for an award show, they skip through that stuff pretty quickly, and I wish there was more. 
actual acknowledgement for quite a few of the awards as opposed mm -hmm. to only the big ones. That said, like again, it's hard it's hard to complain because Jeff does has this down to a science. People are watching it. People are enjoying what they, what they see. And sure. overall it's a, it's a, it's a success. And so I wish, it. of course, that everybody got a moment to talk. You know what I mean? Like, you know, 2015 when I won, and this isn't a joke, when I, I know it sounds like I'm leading into one of my jokes, but when I won a game award and got to go up there and give a speech, like that was like one of the best moments of my life. You know what I mean? So to think about an eSport competitor, to think about, and I don't even know which ones got run through in like montages, but like if you're a sound designer, right? Like clearly there's people you'd like to thank. And I was interested because I thought you would have seen more of that this year, especially because it would have been, VOD and I didn't realize till obviously the day of or maybe the day before or whenever that Jeff was saying oh no everybody's it's still live everybody's still watching live and not knowing if they're going to win I think you could have gotten around that with some of those montage awards of being like cool give me a 15 second acceptance speech or whatever right so that even if you did it that quickly they got their moment to shine and be like hey I want to thank my team I want to thank my wife I want to thank whoever but here's what the thing here's yeah. the thing as one of your personal friends a co-worker of yours I, I felt like I didn't want to listen to you that for that long. Like it was a nice. I did speech. go on a long time. It was. A, if you notice, nice like speech. if you notice, before they even killed it, like, you know, I like if you those notice, moments, like though. there's never been a, a longer speech for a content creator slash trendy gamer. Mm -hmm. They started after me. I mean, I'm pretty sure Trendy Gamer became uh, a pre-show content. It was happening <laughs> before the show started. They're like, all right, don't I'm let it, don't saying, like, you know, idiots like, up it's, there. It's like, hey, that's I took cool, my moment. But like, I, I don't, I don't watch the Super Bowl so that I can see, you know, sports. I'm going there for the trailers. You, you know what I mean? He's got you there. And He's everyone else is. But I also, you want, I, you'd I rather two games? Be, Get out of here, bless. My question, my question would be then, what does Jeff want it to be? Because I, I, and I, I think the answer is he wants it to be what it is, right? Yeah. Which is entertaining. I would compare, yeah, and, and, and I would compare it more to, I'll, and I, and I think he did, but I would compare this more to a VMAs than I would to an Oscars. Because at an Oscars, I'm not going to the Oscars so I can get movie trailers and so I can get like all these different. It sounds like it sounds like you're a huge fan of the Dice Awards then, and you'll be live streaming and co-streaming those and doing a reaction to the awards. I mean, I'd be down to. God, those shows are boring as shit. The host sucks. Because that's all the Dice Awards, of course. A lovely host and hostess who just like get out. You know, they get out of your way and let the awards happen. Yeah, the hostess is cool. It's just awards. The hostesses are the hostesses are all right. One of them's really I've never, good. I've never the watched Dice Award, if I'm being honest. Cause See, there you go. See, yeah. so sh shove up your ass, it's, it's you fucking you hypocrites. I wish they I, this is, goes the, for all you fucking hypocrites out there. It's called the, the Game, game Awards. Award. I wish the Game Awards spent more time giving the gamers their awards. Snarf, snarf. And then a fucking snarf, show snarf. called the Dice Awards is literally just game developers getting awards, and you fuckers don't watch it. <laughs> you get what you fucking deserve. And the show is not awards. Greg, Greg, you got yeah. the Oscars doesn't have fucking awards in it. I understand the, the Academy Awards does, but the Oscars, you know what I mean? Like, the, do they not? Aren't isn't that the whole isn't that the whole point of the Oscars is to give out? No, no, Oscars. what I'm yeah, saying, no, 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 sorry, I, sorry. Did, didn't you say that like because the Game Awards had the name awards in it, it needs to have more awards going on? And I'm saying like the, like the nickname for the Oscars is the Oscars, and it has lots of awards. I'm just saying, for an award show, they speed through those things really quick. Like even the VMA. Dice awards. The dice cool. awards don't. The dice awards don't. So I expect you to do a live reaction to it yourself. But he doesn't care I'm because saying, dice award doesn't have call like it the game, world call premieres. It the game <laughs> call it the game. The, the the end of the year celebration. So like, just I, to be clear again, like you you like the game awards, you enjoy watching the game awards, but you wish the game awards gave out more awards. And now there is a show called the Dice Awards no, that just I gives out the, awards, I and you won't watch awards, it. I wish the Game Awards would spend more time on what they're trying to be, which is an award show. I don't think they're trying to be that. They're trying to be this thing. Just because it says award in the know. name like, doesn't mean it's, why are you it's trying so to be do you want you the want you want the VMAs to change their name too? Because the Video Music Awards is what that stands for. Yeah, but they the VMAs I'll say spends more times on the awards than the actual than the Game Awards. I'm just saying, for an award show, the Game Awards spends surprisingly little time on the actual awards themselves. I wish, and I, this is, this is even like the biggest thing because again, like I love the the last Game Awards. I just wish there was a little bit more time spent instead of speeding through all these different categories, uh, actually honoring those categories and having it be a celebration. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. We can agree yeah. on that. I mean, I we agree. On that. I'm just saying, there's a great show called The Dice Awards. I do that too. But. Yeah, I just wish the hosts were, were better. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> Number four, it's just a tidbit roundup I got for you. Uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator is Microsoft's long, longest running franchise with a history of 38 years. And this is we being Microsoft are proud to announce that the latest entry is the fastest to grow to over 2 million pilots. Congratulations there. I can't wait for it to come to Xbox. 
Uh, meanwhile, Hades has gotten cross-save. Uh, Hermes is here with some good news. Our cross-save updates for Hades is now out on Nintendo Switch. Please read the in-game help and info section. This, of course, allows you to take your uh, save between the PC version and the Switch version. Uh, Sackboy, a big adventure, is getting got online multiplayer too. It also has PS4, PS5, crossplay, and PS4 to PS5 save transfer. And then finally, Steve Watts at GameSpot reported this morning, Blizzard's Jeff Kaplan has said you'll be hearing more details about Overwatch 2 in February at BlizzCon Online. Cool. Do you care about Overwatch 2? I mean, I do, but like I'll get it when I get it. I'm not I've I've not been following all the updates because it's one of those things of Overwatch 2 seems like it's just gonna be a an update to Overwatch 1 with new yeah. maps and all that stuff, but it's not like you know, I'm I'm not like on the edge of my seat waiting for whatever that next big thing is. When it's here, it's here. I'm excited about the Hades cross save. Mm, yeah. Because I've been waiting, I've been wanting to play Hades on Switch, but I started on PC and so I didn't want to like restart my progress. Smart. My new cross save was coming. Um, and so now it's finally here. Oh boy, I'm excited to get back into Hades. Blessing, I'm excited to see you get back into Hades, but that's still so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grab shops, where would I go? You would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, Element War on Xbox One, Demo Reborn on Switch, Airborne Kingdom on PC, Unto the End on Switch, uh, Toho, Luna Knights, Switch, uh, Mercenaries, Blaze, Dawn of the Twin Dragons on Switch, Gems of Magic Lost Family on Switch, Body of Evidence on Switch, Yum Yum Line on Switch, uh, Defendron on Switch, Outbreak Lost Hope on Switch, Traditional Tactics NE Plus on Switch, Abyss of the Sacrifice on Switch, Secrets of Magic. Uh, number two on or Wishes and Wizards on Switch. Don't be afraid on PC. Ancient Cities on PC. Star Renegades gets a massive damage new content update on PC. Crytek released two patches this week for Crisis Remastered on PC and Nintendo Switch. Fireworks Mania, an explosive simulator, is out today on Steam. Uh, this is uh, not supposed to be here. Uh, and Godfall has a patch today as well. New dates for you. Olija. Uh, we'll set sail for adventure on uh, January 28th on PS4, Xbox One, PC, and Switch. And then Taxi Chaos hits PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch on February 23rd, 2021. I got a deal today for you. It's a big one. The Epic Game Store holiday sale is upon us. It is 15 days of free games. Epic says we're giving a new game away for free every 24 hours for 15 days straight. It is uh, the season of giving after all. Available today is Cities Skylines. Check back tomorrow to unwrap your next gift. Don't forget that you can also log into your Epic Games accounts on any mobile web browser to claim free games on the go and download them to your PC later. On top of that, this includes unwrapped deals for up to 75% and then limitless $10 Epic coupons. Claim your first $10 Epic coupon right now by signing into your Epic Games accounts and clicking Get My Epic Coupon button there. Uh, you'll receive your first coupon automatically, and if you make an eligible purchase or claim a free game during the period, uh, you get more, I guess. Better than more epic. Earn another $10 epic coupon for every purchase eligible uh, qualifying titles priced at $14.99 and above. So a lot of cool stuff happening over on the Epic Game Store if you want to go Whoa. get some stuff there. Do you know what uh, what else is cool? What's that? Among Us is coming to Xbox Game Pass on day one of Xbox console availability. They just tweeted out. Wow, that's great. Yeah. They came to Switch too, you know. Do they charge? There must be charging you over there though, right? Yeah, it's $5 on Switch. That's not terrible, but obviously. Yeah. I mean, it's free it's the same on your app, right? But isn't yeah? Okay, okay. Yeah, it's only it's only free on mobile. Gotcha, ladies and gentlemen. We ask the people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up. So we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe. Yeah, it doesn't matter. No, that. Oh, hold on. What was that? Oh, wait. I guess if it's coming to Xbox Game Pass, it might be coming to Xbox Game Pass for PC. Ultimate. And so it might be. It might be. Yeah, if you have Ultimate or if you have Game Pass for PC, which I think you can get separately. I think. Uh, then yeah, you can get on. You can get it, quote unquote, free on PC. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Other than that, the rest was editorializing. So don't worry about it. Uh, if you didn't know, ladies and gentlemen, the show is far from over you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to get our post show we're going to be answering a question here from ron 
So if you wrote in Ron, you got to go over there, which isn't a big deal because, of course, you get the show on patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you also write in to be part of the show where you also have a great time. Remember, if you aren't getting it there, you can get it at youtube.com slash kind of funny games. Please like, subscribe, share podcast services around the globe. Please leave a review and subscribe and all that jazz and keep watching on Twitch. If you're watching on Twitch right now, up next is in review tenant. We're going to finally close out that Nolan in review series, at least for now. Uh, and then in the afternoon, Bless and Tim are getting together to react live to that Smash Brothers, right? Yeah, we are. Sephiroth. I put into the general channel Slack, does anybody want to stream Back for Blood with me this afternoon? Oh. And so far, no one has responded. So if that, uh, if, that if I get some responses, that'll happen after. I could the, be did down we all, did, all, did we all get codes for that? Or like, do I have to check my emails yeah, for that? Because I'm down to. I yeah, signed I mean, up for you it. You should have been paying attention to the Slack. Why don't you? Yeah, I'm right here on that. We have a thread, code, game code. We have a game guys, code. I've been doing a different kind of work this last couple of days. I haven't checked Slack. I've been off Slack. Mm. My bad. Because the thing is, when I'm, you redeem the code. On December 14th, the Slack thread was starting for it. I'm apologizing. I'm apologizing. I fucked up. But also, fuck you, Greg, for having expectations that you know are unreal. I asked you if I th- you thought we needed to get codes for this shit. And you said, no, it's free. Sign up for the email. So then I didn't look for anything. I didn't look for anything. Kevin, uh, luckily, Kevin, w- with our code redemption system for Back for Blood, I have an extra code that I will send yeah, you. Yeah, I was you so close to button your ear off. So close. You want to come over here, you fucking coward. Oh, I'll fucking go over there. You won't come over here, everybody. Don't worry about it. Kevin doesn't want to get COVID, and he knows I've been trying to breed a new COVID. Yeah, he's he's doing that COVID <sighs> breeding. <laughs> I'm like, Porty, make a new COVID. He doesn't know what's going on. I slacked you. Hey, we got a post show to do and a whole bunch of other shit to do. We probably shouldn't be fucking around as much as we are, but we're kind of funny. Uh, like I said, that's today on Twitch. Tomorrow is going to be me and Imran to close out your final games daily of 2020. Remember, uh, kindoffunny.com slash PS Awards to be part of PSI Love You's award show tomorrow that we're recording, not going up till next week. Uh, we got a post show to do. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.